Welcome to Arise Life, a community of believers being equipped, empowered, and released into their destiny. For more information, go to arisealife.org or follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. I want to welcome you again to the season of pain. Blink at me if you know what I'm talking about. It's an interesting season because on the surface, it's all joy and jolly elves and whatnot. But well, where does the pain in this season come from? Family? <laughs> Don't name names. A lack, of lack of family. What else? Memories. Lost loved ones. Come on. Oh, uh, we don't have. Uh, we, we got a lot more to write. I would. Uh, well, you just hold these ones in your heart. Uh, lost loved ones, family, absence of family. What else? You didn't do something. You had an expectation you'd get something, that something would happen, and it didn't happen? Ah, oh, disobedience. Woo, that's awkward. Yes, yes, yeah, come on. Financial stress. Don't you, I, whoo, yeah, it's like, yeah, anybody ever wanted to skip the season so you could keep your joy? What else? I, you know, I'll, I'll say this one. It, it's funny how when you pass certain milestones, you kind of reevaluate your like to see if you've moved or grown or changed, if things have moved towards the things we were hoping for. Anybody realize that they kind of slid backwards? Or, or it's another year and it's still not happened? So what I want to talk about today is real pain. And I want you to be courageous today because I submit that the decisions we make in pain are the most important decisions we make because they determine everything in life. So everything good begins with a promise, right? A hope, an expectation, right? Right? I mean, like nobody like goes... Yeah, like, like, have you ever seen somebody doing something insane? You're like, help me out. Like, like anybody heard of ultra marathoners and thought that is the weirdest. I don't know what's wrong with those people. Like run, running over a hundred miles in 24 hours. Why would you do that? Four of us understand the rest are like, yeah, I do that. That's what I do. Right. You want to ask them, why do you do it? Right. And, and provided there's not a broken psychological reason right? There's got to be some good, right? There's some expectation. There is some promise that we're willing to go through this process to because of what we hope for, right? So uh, this is true of anybody, uh, you signed up for a career, right? You're like, aha, this is going to be good. The promise, when you sign up for a career, what? And you got to go through schooling, you got to go through training, you got to go through all of this, you got to maybe go into debt, whatever. Why would you go into that career? Rewards. What kind of rewards? Salary. Salary, money. What else? Happiness. Happiness. What else? Status. Status, right? Yeah? Accomplishment, right? Walking in your dreams. Walking in your dreams, being, being fully you, right? Important. Feeling important. So any uh, so 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 you've got this promise, and with the promise, right, 
comes these, these, you begin to, I would say, you dream, right? You plan, and you really kind of work out those expectations, right? Okay, now I have a question. Anybody know what's coming next? <laughs> right? So then we have the moment. Does not equal expectations, right? It, it's, uh, you know, so uh, that, what are some ways that it cannot equal expectations? I, I'll actually just help you on this one, move us along. Is I'll say this. It can be not what we expected, right? Like bait and switch. Anybody had that? You're like, I thought this would bring me status and come to find out nobody cares, right? Uh, I thought this would bring me fulfillment, but I'm still just as empty. I thought I could make money and I'm further in debt, you know? Uh, whatever, whatever, that's just careers. We're not even getting to the real good pain, right? <laughs> we'll get there. Uh, so, so it's absolutely just not. How about anybody had the, uh, the pain, uh, the, the, the failed expectation of not how? I expected it, right? Not how. Like, what are some ways that not how shows up? Hope not fulfilled. When you imagine it, you imagine it in a certain way, right? In a certain place and a certain style of life. Whether it was the man or woman of your dreams, the children of your dreams, the job of your dreams, whatever, right? And if it doesn't quite line up, anybody had it, you're like... I mean, technically, you fulfilled the dream, Lord, but eh, don't nudge. Okay, anyway, all right, well, how about not when I expected it? Anybody there? Yeah, don't you love it when people go, the Lord is not slow in keeping his promises, as some understand slowness to be. For to him, a day is as a thousand years. That's not helping. I'm not living a thousand years. Like, listen, listen, if it's out there, we, you know, I've got a 10% chance of fulfilling this thing, right? Like, like, right, right? Like, when? Any, anybody here, you were waiting patiently, and then you wasn't. And what happens when you hit wasn't? You start, start, uh, you know, start trying to do it yourself. Oh, we're getting ahead of myself. I, 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 okay, well, let's just say this. It doesn't work out, doesn't not win, not now. How about, I would say, how about the who? And I don't mean the band. I mean, who? Like, like, like you had this idea of who you'd be doing it with. Or who those kids would be. Or who that spouse would be. Or who, 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 who your friends would be. Anybody thought you might deserve sexier friends? Wow, okay. Anyway, moving on. Wow, it's getting awkward. All right. I thought I'd be in like a higher friend bracket. <laughs> sexier church? I don't know. Right? Okay, so when not, so it doesn't work out. And that's the question is, what do we do then? And Shannon jumped in. One of our options when it doesn't work out is what? Do it ourselves. Like, it's okay, God. I got it from here. Right? Do it myself. Okay? Uh huh. We'll get to how that works. Give up. Come on. Give up. Just lie down and die. 
settle lowered expectations. Go to God's word. Now, what, now go to God's word. Now, I, now, this is not probably what you're saying, Chris, but I'm going to say what I would say with that. Take God to the court of law and sue him. <laughs> Jesus, who said? <laughs> Nobody? <laughs> sue God. I am standing on your word. Right? This is what trust looks like. Right? Go to uh, give up, settle, go to God's word, do it myself. Yes, come on, come on. Yeah, but I would put this in the do it myself, explore techniques, right? Um, options, yeah. So, you know, uh, late night Google is a great way to find Jesus. Um, do it myself, find a technique. Any, whew, so promise. Dream, plan, expect, fails to meet expectations, and this is this place. Okay, so I think we have had enough group experience. What happens when I do it myself? It fails. fails. Yeah? I take a small problem, make a big problem. Ishmael and Hagar, anybody? Right? Right? Nothing Nothing good, yeah. Right? Nothing good. We can say that. But who here, when nothing, you're still heavily tempted in this area. Heavily tempted. Right? Like, okay, while I'm waiting, I might as well get busy. All right? Uh, yeah, you gave me these gifts. This brilliant intellect. All right. How about, how about give up? When I give up, what does that look like? Cut and run? Depression? Depression? I'm going to say this. How about being a serial give-upper? Do you know what I'm talking about? Like I try things for this amount of time, it doesn't work, then I try another one. I will try this diet. I will try this friend. I will try this job. I will try... All right, moving on. Nothing to see. Nothing to see here. Anyway, so but this whole thing is, is that when we go to this place, what I would submit is we have fundamentally disengaged from the promise. How about, you know, settle, dumb down the promise to something achievable, right? Okay, how about this? I've got another one. I've got another one. How about disqualified? Anybody been in this place? That when it didn't happen, I realized how I had disqualified myself for the receiving of the promise, right? What what does those kind of disqualifications look like? Anybody? I sinned. What? Don't deserve it? What say that? Rebelled. I don't have what it takes. Made the wrong decision. Chose the wrong person. Comparison with other people. Disqualified. Now here's the question. Is anything greater than God? Is anything greater than God? Is my rebellion greater than God? Is my stupidity greater than God? Don't say yes. Right? And yet some, can anything separate me from the love of God in Christ Jesus? Except for what I do to disqualify myself. You seem uncertain, some of you. Many times we build an altar to our disqualification. And we declare that you can no longer fulfill the promise because of I did X, Y, Z. 
You can no longer fulfill the promise because I married so-and-so. You can no longer fulfill my, the promise because I did X, Y, Z or whatever. Whatever it is, you can't do it. And God says, hold my beer. Oh, he made wine. <laughs> hey, listen, listen. Hey, hold my wine, okay? There we go. We'll be biblical. No, you don't understand. You want to pick a fight with Jesus, tell him what he cannot do. You are not so screwed up. You are not so high and mighty that you can screw yourself up so bad that God cannot fulfill his purposes and plans for you. But, there's a big old but, and it's a stinky but. We're going to watch today we're going to go through, this but is that I, in my arrogance and my refusal to see what God sees, I can miss the very fulfillment of the promise when it comes. You guys ready? All right, if you got Bibles, we won't make this biblical. It's Christmas, so let's make it all Christmassy. Luke chapter 1, probably one of my all-time favorite chapters in the Bible because it is so real. All right, verse 5. You, you, we'll be here for a while, so you can pull it up. Verse 5, it said, In the time of Herod, king of Judea. So this is around, This is like, like right at around zero. It's like probably 3 B.C. There was a priest by the name of Zechariah who belonged to the priestly division of Abichah. Now, the funny thing is, you know what Zechariah's name means? God fulfills his word. Who belonged to the priestly and his wife, Elizabeth. You know what Elizabeth means? The God of abundance. Or the God, my God is an oath. Or a swear word. Anyway, moving on. So anyway, so both of them were righteous and the, in the sight of God, observing all the Lord's commands and de decrees blamelessly. They were good boys and girls. And what happens if you're a good boy or girl? Everything works out perfectly. Anybody? You signed up for the promise. You went through the process. You planned it out. Let's find out what happens to our good boy and girl. But they were not able... They were childless because Elizabeth was not able to conceive, and they were both very old. In this society, to not have a child was to basically be cursed of God. In their culture, what they believed is, anybody had that on you? Something where everybody just points their finger at you and goes, hmm, hmm. And here, year after year, longing for a child and never able to have it. What do you think? Promise? Dream plan? Do you think that maybe Elizabeth changed her understanding of the God of abundance to the God who's a cuss word? Anybody been there? Where the very promise of God is, shakes it in your face. Ah! Anybody here avoided a, a high school reunion? Just saying. Moving on. Then I saw, and so once when Zechariah, so Zechariah has just decided to, you know, go, go the career route, not going to have kids. At least I'll have a good career. You know, he's a good Levite serving at the temple. They lived outside of Jerusalem up in the hill country of Judah. And, and there he is. And it said once 
when Zechariah's division was on duty and he was serving as a priest before God, he was chosen by lot, according to the custom of the priesthood, to go into the temple of the Lord and burn incense. Okay, guys, this is like his big day. This is like, he could go his whole life and this would never happen. This is why you're a priest. This is his big moment to shine. You know, she, you know, I'm sure Elizabeth, you know, he had her dry clean his robes, you know, uh, got completely gussied up, probably took a taxi to work so he didn't get any, you know, scuffs on his sandals and he's walking in stud. There could have been anywhere from 10,000 to 100,000 people gathered to watch him do this. He would walk into the, uh, the courtyard around the temple could hold upwards of 400,000 people when they were packed in. for the for, And so they, they walked in, and here he is. This is his big moment to shine. Everybody watches him as he is offering up the prayers of all of Israel as incense, and he steps into the temple. And we can pull up that. The, I've got a, there we go. He steps into the temple. It's gold. More than likely, he's never seen the inside of the temple and nobody else gets to see the inside. He's like, I'm part of the inner circle. This is my big dream. This is my moment. What if God has bigger dreams for you than the ones you have? But they're messier dreams. Moving on. So here he's finally having his moment. He walks in and he's doing his whole incense thing. And then, and when it came time, can we zoom in on that one, the next one? There he is. He's standing in front of this little altar of incense. He is 10 feet from the Ark of the Covenant. Can't see it. It's through a curtain. But you don't get any closer to God. You don't get, he's, he's winning every point. And he goes, and when the time for the burning of incense came and all the assembled worshipers were praying outside, then an angel of the Lord appeared to him standing at the right side of the altar of incense. Do you think he expected this? He'd been dreaming of this day his whole life. He had a plan. Don't drop the incense. Don't burn down the temple. Don't drop the incense. Don't burn down the temple. Right? Like, he has a plan. <laughs> he probably dropped his incense. Whoa! <laughs> what you doing? Right? I love it. The angel of the Lord appeared to him, standing at the right side of the altar of incense. When Zechariah saw him, he was startled and gripped with fear. By the way, this room is, looks lit. It was dark. It was so, it was not, all they had was the, the lamps of the presence. It was dark. He'd never been in there. He's like, ah! But the angel said to him, do not be afraid, Zechariah. Why does God always tell us not to be afraid? Because we are. We're terrified. Ah! Out of our ever-loving minds. Listen, you know, God shows up. When he shows up, he startles us. He causes us to doubt our understanding of what's going on. So he can give us new understanding. Do not be afraid, Zechariah. Your prayer has been heard. Which one? Anybody you've got been praying so long you forgot what you were praying for? You lowered your expectation. Uh, listen, do you think he's still praying for a kid? It says they were very old. That means probably somewhere between 60 and 80. By the way... Uh, the oldest recorded birth was to an Indian lady. First birth was, she was 70. So anyway, so here they are, 60. But do you, have you been waiting on a dream so long you quit waiting? Do you think he's still waiting? I mean, technically, yes, but not, right? He's not waiting. He's lowered his expectations. Your wife, Elizabeth, will bear you a son and you are to call him John. I don't think Zechariah heard anything 
anything other than, I'm sorry, what? I, I'm sorry, what? You should be taking notes, right? You will have a son. He will be a joy and a delight to you. I, um, my, I remember my dad's father was 45 when he was born. And my dad would say, I never understood why my dad wouldn't play football with the other dads. Because he was 60. And the other dads were like 30. Right? You know? Like, like you realize, like, God, you have energy and strength. You know? And kids take it, don't they? He's like, he's going to be a joy. Not too much joy. Not too much joy. Oh, man. And many will rejoice because of his birth, for he will be great in the sight of the Lord. He'll never take wine or other fermented drink, which is like code for he's going to be like Samson or Samuel. Oh, man, these are awesome. And he will be filled with the Holy Spirit even before he's born. How about that? Holy Spirit-filled child. Before they're born. This is, this is great. And he will bring back many of the people of Israel to the Lord their God, which is, I mean, he's, he's a priest. That's what he's supposed to be doing. And he will go on before the Lord in the spirit and power of Elijah to turn the hearts of parents to their children. He'll be a good kid, in other words. And the disobedient to the wisdom of the righteous and make a people re- prepared for the Lord. What? Now, in their world, there were two things. There were two, uh, how shall we say it, career tracks for super awesomeness. One was to be the Messiah. The other was to be the one who prepares the way for the Messiah. So he's basically said, dude, one out of two ain't bad. This is awesome. Zechariah's dreams. I promise you, this was the dream of Zechariah's heart that he had been waiting on all his life. Why? Because God speaks to the dreams of our hearts. God speaks to the dreams he put in us. Zechariah has been dreaming and expecting. Now I have a question. Has his plan gone to plan? Is this according to his expectations? Zechariah asked the Lord. Um, mm, okay, the guy appears in the temple. There's only one way in, one way out, right? You know, I mean, this isn't, you know. He sits there and he goes, how can I be sure of this? Anybody here, you're like, I just wish an angel would show up so I could be certain. It doesn't help. It doesn't help. It doesn't help. I submit to you, he sent an angel because there was no other way he would listen at all. (laughs) But listen, an angel can't make you believe. An angel can't make you trust. How can I be sure of this? I mean, you noticed? We be old. It's over. Game over. I'm an old man and my wife is well. I love it. He's old, but she's well along in years, ladies. (laughs) You all are... He's not dumb. She may not be there, but he's not dumb. (laughs) She's well. Well. It is well with her. All right. The angel said, I love this. I I would like to insert here that in the text it should say, and Gabriel rolled his eyes. Gabriel said, I am Gabriel. Ring a bell. I am Gabriel. I Stand in the presence of God. I left the presence of God to come here, buddy. And I have been sent by God to speak to you and tell you this good news. What if we're so disappointed? What if we're so disqualified? What if we're so... Do you know for years, everybody had been telling them that they had disqualified themselves to have a kid? Because that's what they did in their culture. Who sinned? 
Oh, oh, I bet. Mm-hmm, I bet. Mm-hmm, right? They had been disqualified. Anybody here didn't, they didn't, I'm sure they thought, well, maybe it was that. Maybe I did that. Maybe I didn't do that. They didn't live perfectly. If we cling to this, we'll never hear it when he speaks. And now, if we cling to this, we will never hear it when he speaks. He said, and now you, buddy boy, will be silent and not able to speak until the day this happens. Because you did not believe my words, which will come true at their appointed time. Why do you think he said he had to be silent? Because he'd talk himself out of it, so he wouldn't cause anybody else to doubt. I submit God knew he also needed a sign. In our weakness, he's like, I got a two for one. I'm going to keep you from being stupid. And (laughs) God's goodness towards us is so wonderful and hilarious which will come true at their appointed time which who's appointed time the appointed time of the words who's appoint, who appointed that time but see he gave me a promise and i created a plan with certain key um you know measurements and time frames and because it didn't happen as i expected therefore it's not gonna happen Because it didn't happen, because I screwed it up, it can't happen. Meanwhile, the people were waiting for Zechariah and wondering why he was staying in this temple so long. It's like, I finally got in here. Um, When he came out, he could not speak to them, and they realized he had seen a vision in the temple. I mean, it's like Simon said, like, you know, like, I don't know what. (laughs) Again, there's certain videos I want to see in heaven, but anyway. For he kept making signs to them, but remained unable to speak. Because he was supposed to come out and say, you are forgiven, you're blessed, and that didn't happen. When his time of service was completed, he returned home. And after this, his wife, Elizabeth, became pregnant for five months, remaining seclusion. All right, I'm going to say this delicately. Why do you think God told Zechariah that he was going to have a son? Because there was some activity he needed to be involved in. Which becomes incredibly painful when it's the place of your hopelessness and despair. How do I dare hope again? And faith and hope demand an action. And how, listen, it's one thing, I hope. Like, I always love this, Jesus knows my address. But it's another thing when I take a step of faith. I take a step of hope. Oh! It, doesn't it hurt? Doesn't it grip you? Doesn't it shred? Because we insulate ourselves from pain, right? Because after a while, what do we do? We become numb. Nobody, we don't want to feel pain. And then she became pregnant and for five months remained in seclusion. Now, ladies, why did she stay in seclusion for five months? Take a guess. Fear? Criticism? Morning sickness? What's that? Morning sickness? Ladies, I, when Masha was pregnant, I wanted to get her a t-shirt that said, tell, my, tell me your pregnancy stories and my husband will kill you. Anybody? Is there something about a lady being pregnant? Oh, you got to hear, girlfriend, how horrible it is. People going to die. Man, I, got, I, I was in labor for 43 years. Oh, my goodness. They took my... I can't even describe the things. I'm just like... I was like... She was in joy and faith and hope of a good outcome, and now she's terrified she's going to die. Never be the same. Sorry, that was a little too real. 
Do you think she was barely holding on to faith? Can you imagine that moment when she realized she was pregnant after 70 years? Do you think she wanted other people speaking into that? When your hope is fragile, you don't want people. That was really probably Jesus like, girlfriend, I got you. Yes! Isn't this wonderful how he, like, he is caring? But anyway, so she's hiding out. She's like, I don't need. Listen, when hope is new and fragile, you don't need a lot of voices in your life. Just being real. Have you ever gotten a promise from God? You've never done this, but run around and shared it with everybody trying to get there. Isn't this great? God said, I'm going to be this, 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 this. What happens when you do that? Self-employed. Huh? What? Jealousy? Yes, nothing happens. Everybody's like, really? You, of all people. Elizabeth, have you looked at yourself? We have all told you for years the reason you're not pregnant because you're a sinner, girlfriend, right? Like, you, listen, if you run around and tell everyone, your hope dies. You remember at the very end of the story, Mary says, it says she hid, treasured all these things in her heart. Moving on. And I love it. She says this. After this, she said, the Lord has done this for me, she said. In these, she didn't do No, she didn't say, I did this. Anybody here, you've been in shame for a while and something good finally happens, you want everybody to know you did it? The Lord has done this for me. In these days, he has shown his favor and taken away my disgrace among the people. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel back to Nazareth, a town in Galilee up in the north, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph. Now, if Elizabeth is like 70, Mary's like 17 or even 14. Because when God's looking for people, he looks on the outside. No, that's not true, by the way. Some of you look confused. No, the scripture says God looks on the heart, right? Not even on what they think of themselves. And the virgin is said to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. Now, we love that name Mary, don't we? I mean, Masha's Maria, for heaven's sake. I remember when we were dating, I was like, oh, I was really into meanings of names. And I was like, oh, I want to find out oh, what does Maria mean? You know what Maria means? It means Mary. And you know what Mary means? It means Miriam. And you know what Miriam comes from? Mara, which means bitter. So I wanted to get her like, like name plaque, you know, you are the bitter one to me, you know, you make every sweet thing bitter. I don't know. You know, like there's no good way. Like you can't, I literally, I tried for the longest time to figure out a way to make it good. It's not good. Naomi, when she's sitting there and she goes, when her two sons are dead, she goes, don't call me Naomi anymore. Call me Mara because I'm bitter. How did that become a popular girl's name? I have no idea. That's just, that. What do you think? Anyway, so here she is. Her name means bitter. Hmm. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. I'm sorry, what? Who? Huh? The Lord is with you. And I love Mary's response. Mary was greatly troubled at these words. <laughs> oh, this can't end well. <laughs> I don't know what's going on, but uh, this is a little above my pay grade. I don't know. <gasps> <clears throat> And wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said, dun, 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 don't be afraid. Mary, you have found favor with God. Now I have a question. How much do you think she earned the favor of God? Zero. Well, she hadn't had very many years to do it. Let's just be legit and real. 
Like, like I really, that's one of the questions I have for Jesus is how did he choose people? Like, what was the qualifications, you know? But anyway, I mean, she was obviously awesome, but she wasn't perfect. Sorry. You have found favor with God and you will conceive and give birth to a son and you will call him Jesus, like Joshua, uh, same as Joshua, Yeshua, and he will be great and will be called the son of the most high. Okay, so remember how I said there were two options for awesome? One was the guy who prepares the way of the Messiah and the other was the Messiah. And the Messiah was going to be a king in the line of David who was going to restore Israel to domination on the world stage. And this, as a woman, was the top drawer calling, if you will, because they didn't think much of women at the time. And so this was literally it. And she's listening. He's like, you're going to have a son. Okay, son's already a winner. Because, again, they didn't think much of women. So son, okay, you're going to call him Joshua. That's a strong name. I like that. He will be great. I'm, oh, this is going well. And he will be called son of the most high. Oh, my gosh. That's, the, that's a term for David. Oh, and the Lord will give him the throne of his father, David. Right? I mean, she's hitting the jackpot. This is the thing I've been waiting for. Yes. And he, can you, he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever, and his kingdom will never be, will never end. Did anybody hear that? Hey, anybody? No, right? Wouldn't you? You're like, oh, man. Could you say it a little louder for the people in the back? I don't think, mother, you're never going to believe this. And I love this. She asked almost the same question of Zechariah. You remember what Zechariah said? He said, how can I be sure of this? She asked, how will this be? She's interested in what? The plan, right? Wouldn't you? She's like, okay, okay. I've already tracked Joseph's lineage. He goes back to David. So we, we, we clear there. He's a good man. So uh, what, you know, we're betrothed. So, you know, okay. All right. But can you give me some more details? If God gives you a promise and you're not asking about details, you're not in, interested, right? If you get a, who, who here, when you get a promise, the first thing you do is start measuring for drapes. Like you start planning, right? You start, not scheming, sorry. You start planning. But if you're really spiritual, you're like, Lord, give me some ideas of what kind of drapes you're interested in, right? So... He says, how can this be since I'm still a virgin? I mean, I hear you. So are we going to, am I supposed to get married to Joseph right away? Like, tell me what I got to do, right? And the angel answered. Now, here's one of the difficulties. If you ask God a question, anybody found when you ask God a question, the way he answers is never what you expect? And most of the time, if he answers how we expect, it's probably because we made it up ourselves. Just saying that. Just a freebie. <laughs> anyway. So she's like, okay, give me some, some details. Okay, let's fill the plan out. He's like, not a problem. Said, the Holy Spirit will come on you. I'm not sure. Okay. The Holy Spirit. Because you got to understand, they didn't think the Messiah was going to be God. They thought the Messiah was just going to be a dude. The Holy Spirit will come on you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Whoa. So the Holy One will be born, will be called the Son of God. See what I did there? The son of, I understand enough. No, I have no clue what you're talking about, Gabriel. You're not making sense or being clear. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age. She who was said to be unable to conceive is in her sixth month. 
for no word from God will ever fail. No word from God will ever fail. No word from God will ever fail. Hmm, moving on. All right. Watch what happens. Why do you think? So he, he answered her question of how. Now we know the how, don't we? When he said the Holy Spirit will come upon you. What did that mean? He, he will come upon you. Like what? Like technically. Who's, yes, who's going to be the daddy? God himself will impregnate her. I promise you, she did not get that from Gabriel. Like, Gabriel told her that, and she was like, I mean, if she did, I'm sorry. What? You didn't, okay. But then he says, just so you know, he gives her what? A sign. Why does he give her a sign? Something to believe in. And here's the biggest part, because I promise you, when she became pregnant, having never been with a man, she believed. (laughs) But she didn't know what it meant. God gave her a sign so she understood what it meant. See, here's the problem. This stuff right here is because when this happened, we came up with meaning. We said what this meant. Well, it's never going to happen. We came up, well, it's never going to happen with them. Oh, it's not going to happen. It, it, because it didn't happen in this time frame, it's never going to happen. Or, or I got to do it myself. When this happened, we came up with meaning. Who gets to tell us the meaning of things? God. Because only he can tell us in a way that keeps our heart engaged with the promise. When there's no possible way the promise can be fulfilled. Do you understand what I'm saying? Every single one of us, if we are real, the promises in our heart cannot come to pass. It's too late. I'm with the wrong person, the wrong people, the wrong place, the wrong time. Right? Anybody? Blink twice. No, no, no. The answer is not change some of these factors. It is come to him. Come to him. Come to him and say, God, what do you want me to know about this? What do you want me to know about this? And she says, uh, this is probably the best verse in all of scripture, I guess, after John 3.16. I am the Lord's servant. Mary answered, may be to me as you have said. May your word be fulfilled. May it be to me as you have said. Let God be proven true and every man a liar. I don't understand this, but I'm not going to change this. I don't understand this, but I'm not going to limit what it is. As we were coming before him in worship today, one of the things I kept seeing was us laying down our expectations. Laying down our, our, our ideas of what it is, our frustrations, our angers. Gah! And saying, you are worthy of it all. You're worthy of my worship. You are good. You are still good. You are still for me. Your plans for me are good. You know that famous verse we love to quote? Behold, you know, I, know, I, I know the plans I have for you. Right? Plans, what kind of plans? To prosper for good. Right? To give you a future and a hope. Do you know who he wrote that to? To the people who were going into exile because they sinned so horribly. They worshipped other gods and offered their children as sacrifices to God, other gods. To those people who said, I know the plans for you. You can't so disqualify you that he doesn't stop dreaming over you. Still plan over you. Net, no point. The question is, are we going to let this or let this be the, be the word over our lives? At that time... 
Mary got ready and hurried to a town in the hill country of Judea. Now, here's my question. I, I would just, I'm just going to put this out here. I think at, at that time was the point when she realized she was, in fact, pregnant. Do you think there was a, a couple-week gap, two or three, four-week gap between when the angel showed up and she's like, I don't know, maybe a bad pita or, I don't know, falafel got to me? I don't know. <laughs> Right? No. Anybody had an encounter with God where God whispers? And in the moment, you're like, it's true. And you walk out of the moment, you're like, I have, what was that? Nope. Nobody? Because what he speaks, even if it's loud in the moment, feels like a whisper outside of the presence. And then, <laughs> uh-oh. 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 Uh, mama, I'm going to take, I love it. She says she just took off. She couldn't, apparently couldn't even explain it to her mama. And she hurried to a town in the hill country of Judea. That was like a week trip. Single late young lady on the run. Oh my gosh. Because she was so desperate to do what? To see the sign. Am I crazy? What does this mean? She had, no, listen, I know she got the word from Gabriel. We all think if I had an angel, man, I'd totally be on board. I'd totally believe. I'd totally understand. She, I have no idea what's going on. If God is doing it, then we must have it all figured out. No. What does she do? She comes in. She goes to Elizabeth. And this is another one of the sweetest moments in scripture. Here she is. You can imagine. She's 14, 15, 16. She's pregnant. Outside of wedlock. You don't do that. Worst case scenario, they stone you. Best case scenario, they shame you for the rest of your ever loving life. What happens? Here she is. She is on the run. She is vulnerable. She's afraid. Following Jesus, following God has brought her to a place very different than what she expected. Would you agree? Was any of this the way she thought it would roll? A good time to check out of the plan of God? But she doesn't. Where she entered Zechariah's home and greeted Elizabeth. I don't, again, I don't know. Did she sneak in the back door? Right? And when Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby, the six-month-old John, leapt in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit that apparently was already on her son. I love that. I don't know. In a loud voice, she exclaimed, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the child you will bear. Whoa. What do you think happened to Mary's heart in that moment? <gasps> I'm not crazy. You mean there's a chance that all of this, that none of this going to plan, God could still bring something amazing out of it? <gasps> do, you, do you not think she was doing, Mary was doing mental math of trying to figure out how this story ends well? I promise you, she could not come up with math that made it end well. But when she heard Elizabeth, but why am I, seven-year-old lady, speaking to a 14, 16, 17-year-old girl, said, why am I so favored that the mother of my Lord? Oh, 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 that was the part I didn't tell you about. Mary's like, ha, ha, ha. I didn't tell you. Oh, 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 could it really be? Do you know how scary hope is? It's the scariest thing there is. <gasps> because when God speaks, it's too good to be true that the mother of my Lord should come to me. As soon as the sound of your greeting reached my ears, my, the baby in my womb leapt for joy. Blessed is she who has believed that the Lord would fulfill his promises to her. 
If we could just take a moment, close our eyes. Every single one of us have stillborn dreams, dead dreams, dreams forgotten, dreams thrown away, dreams we sold, dreams we gave away, dreams we had stolen from us, but not one is lost to him. You say it's too late, it's not possible. We're talking about God here. There's too much I've done to mess it up. We're talking about God here. There's no plan that could make it happen. We're talking about God here. Will you dare to lay at his feet those broken dreams? Say, God, I am not God over these dreams, but you are. I do not. Can these bones live? You know, oh God. And But God, if you will breathe over any of these dreams, if any of these dreams will come alive, if you will breathe over them in my heart, then I will take them up. I will choose to allow my heart to be vulnerable to them, even though no evidence to this point lines up with them ever coming to pass. Lord, I repent for the lie that I can keep you from blessing me. I repent from believing the lie that I can block you, but that I receive the truth that the minute I turn to you, you are running to me. You are wrapping me up in your arms. And all the things that were not happening, you begin to move even my failures, my, my silliness, my stupidity, and bring it into alignment to bring to pass your dreams for me. But Lord, it's too late. Says who, Sarah? But God, it's too, I, I've done too much. I, 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 I killed somebody. Says who, Moses? But God... But God, I screwed up everything. Says who, Samson? But God, God, I, I took my future in my own hands to get this baby. Says who, Rebecca and Rachel? God, I thank you that you are good and that your love endures forever, that your mercies are new every morning. And today is the day of salvation. So Father, I ask right now, you would give us courage to pick up the dreams you are breathing on right now. To pick up the hope, as terrifying as it is, and walk into your presence. That your word over my life would be the word over my life. I renounce the lie that I can figure my life out. I renounce the lie that I can plan my life out. I renounce it and I say, God, let you be God. Let your word be true in me we could have the worship team come up i i i almost never if not if never know what song they're going to be playing at the end i actually saw it and immediately my heart said that's so perfect jesus is at the center if we could stand jesus not our will not our desires not our plans not our failures not our sin you are at the center and in you we find all that we're looking for For more information, go to AriseLife.org or follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram.